some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie <laughs> And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept, two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we will be covering First Wives Club from 1996. It stars Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and um, Diane Keaton. I keep wanting to say Annie Hall yeah. with Diane Keaton because I just love Annie Hall so much. She, it's like one of my favorite she was movies a of all time. I know, I know. It's not really her. I know, it's but a but movie. don't. But you fall in love with Annie Hall, don't you? I mean, I fell in love with Annie Hall. Yeah. Didn't we all? Didn't we all, we did. all share a little little vest and a little tie? Did you wear? Well, no, you weren't old enough to like be part of the fashion thing yeah. when Annie Hall came out. You weren't born when Annie Hall came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, I was born with a tie and a little vest. A little vest. Yes, like, that's right. That's they, how I came out into the world, but. They popped out. They were like, it's a little Annie Hall. You were so trendy. You were such I, a trendy 70s baby. Yes. <laughs> you came up dressed as Annie Hall. With a big big hat, too. She likes hats now. She did. She loved the hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. You were a trendy 70s baby. And they almost named you Annie, but they went with Abby instead because yeah. they, were, they were bucking the trend. They just didn't know how to spell. Right. It was just a misspelling on your birth certificate. Yeah. You were Annie, Annie Hall Barrett. I wonder if there's probably some an- some people named after Annie Hall. Wouldn't you think it's a very popular movie? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, let's so so let's go. Let, let's what we're gonna do now is we're gonna turn this into a detective podcast where we track down people named Annie Hall and we interview them about their '70s parents. And then we kill them. And then we murder them. Yes. And then it becomes a true crime podcast. Yeah. But we're we're creating we're committing the crimes on the podcast, which is the most true of the crimes. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's great. It just shows our reach, you know, that we can yeah. not only do comedy podcasts, but we can do right. murder podcasts, and we really right. are go-getters. We make it happen for ourselves. Exactly. A lot of a lot of uh, murder podcasts wait around for murders to happen, not us. No, we got to go out and no. get them. We track down people who were named after the movie Annie Hall. We interview them for a completely separate podcast. Yeah. Then we murder them and do another podcast about those murders. And then we describe those podcasts in detail in a third podcast called <laughs> Are You Still Listening? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even just hearing about the bit, I was done. Oh, I was done. Yeah, I was done like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so before we get into the movie, uh, perhaps it would be mayhaps. Mayhaps? <laughs> mayhaps it would be uh, helpful if we introduce each other for the folks who don't know us. Sure. Um, Brendan, that's you. Um, uh-huh. Filmmaker, writer, yep. um, at times musician, at times dancer. Dancer, uh, yep. Preparation H spokesperson. <laughs> well, you got you got you if you're gonna if you're gonna represent the product, you got to do a product you love. Yeah, and then one that works. Um, yeah. and a um and a guy who has crabs. It's true. Delicious, delicious crabs. Yep. I got them at Abby, Abby's Crab Trap. Sure, yeah. Remember that Best commercial we did? Yeah, exactly. That was your business. How's that business going, by the way? It failed. Failed miserably. Yeah. That's sad. We'll, we'll probably still run commercials for it, though, because we run the same things over and over. This is my good buddy, Abby Barrett. She is a singer. She is a songwriter. She is a divorcee. Mm-hmm. Yes. She multiple is times. a multiple divorcee. She's a serial polygamist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, a polygon lover. Um, well, and, sometimes. Yeah. And she's a lady in the sheets and a walrus in the streets. <laughs> I am a walrus in the streets. You are. Watch out. I like to drag my, my mouth horns. <laughs> Your tusks? No, they're called mouth horns. Are they? I thought yeah. they were tusks. No, that, that's, you know, that's, that's a misnomer. That's my error. That's my error. Yeah, that right is. There. You should you should get wise, man. Get wise. Get get wise. So why don't we jump into the movie? This is 1996's First Wives Club. Why don't you take us through it with one of your famous Whoa. <laughs> Abby Barrett recaps? Well, Brendan, as with most great comedies, this one starts with a suicide. Um, it yeah, does. It starts with know. a suicide right at the beginning. Yep. And uh, we have... Um, their childhood friend, who's played by Stockard Channing, which let me just say, right. I was very disappointed that she wasn't like in the whole movie. 
She has like one scene and like no lines. Yeah, and she died. Um, and she died. So then she she uh, ends her own life, and then Elise, who's played by Goldie Hawn, and then we have Brenda, who's played by Bette Midler, and Annie, who's played by Diane Keaton. Very confusing. Yeah, it is really confusing. Um, mm-hmm. They get together to catch up sort of at this funeral. Um, and after several drinks, they ask Elise, who is this famous, beautiful actress, about her plastic surgery. I work out every day. I watch my diet. I have not had a plastic uh, surgery. Well, good for you. You look terrific. Oh, come on. At least you're lying through your caps. Okay. All right, I have been freshened up a little bit. Oh, God. Does it hurt? Mm, no. What do they do with the stuff they take off? You get to keep it? Oh, come on, Brenda. It's the 90s, for God's sakes. I mean, it's like plastic surgery is like good grooming. It's like uh, brushing your teeth. Elise, look at you. You have been yanked and stitched and stuffed and pulled. You're a turkey. Oh, and what? And please who? Where Your ex-husband? No, to please everybody. To please everybody. Everybody. Men. Everyone. Women, studio executives. I mean, come on. I mean, youth and beauty, man. I mean, that's the ticket. When men, no, when women get to be a certain age. Bye bye, love. Hello, Pop Tarts. That's right, baby. It's Holocaust. <laughs> what are you. <laughs> and, and you can't really see it because it's the podcast, but she, like, her lips are so ridiculously puffed up. It's just yeah. like absurd. What are your uh, what are your general thoughts on uh, cosmetic surgery, there, Abby? Um, I mean, I feel like it's up to the individual. You know, I don't. I think... No, it's not. You have to decide for everybody. Oh shit! Really? All right. Well, yes. listen up, people. It's in your contract. Get ready, because we're all getting facelifts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think if it, it makes you happy, you should do it. If I think it's sad when it's more of like a body dysmorphia issue. Um, but you know, like a little nip and tuck here, go for it. Yeah, it's funny because like at one time I was uh I was talking I was having this conversation with uh some at a film festival so it was like filmmaker people and yeah you know someone I made the joke that uh Martin Short made this joke to Conan O'Brien I'm sure he's made it to other people where Martin Short goes uh he goes whatever work you've had done do ten percent more and then stop <laughs> like. It's just a great like Martin Short insult. So I did this to this guy who I didn't know that well. Yeah. And then he said, he goes, you know, I think plastic surgery is just like tattoos. I think, and and, and I'm like, oh shit, he's had plastic surgery. Oh, and yeah. I, and I was making fun of him, which I was like, oh no, no, it's just a Martin Short line. Blah, blah, blah. I was doing it this way. But like he got really, he got upset. He got upset. So. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that it's so controversial. It's a shame that we live in a society where aging is shat upon and generally like for women we we sort of shame yeah. women for getting older like we shame them for going through the process of life which is just absurd um, right but with that said like you know what if it's gonna make you like happier to look in the mirror just do it yeah i definitely think think for me the plastic surgery i would get is one i would have my dorsal fin removed um, really? Because I f- yeah, I think it's it's grotesque. I feel, I feel like it makes you so and, unique, though. Yeah, and B, I think what I would really like to do is um, uh, have an ass accordion put in. Okay, sure. Where basically every time I sit down or stand up, it goes. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like accordion. Can you just like in, eat a bunch of in my ass? I could, but that's less reliable. I want an ass accordion. That's, that's yeah. what I want. I don't know if science is there yet, though. Do you want to know what I think you should have done? <laughs> yeah, that, I would love to hear. That's a fun game. You, yeah. <laughs> I would I, love to hear what you. Think I, I think have you done. should get a breast reduction, and yeah. um, I think that you should get a few extra toes just for balance. Right. Yeah, Dahlia, my my partner, always has this thing that it's weird that toes are only on one side. They should be on both sides. Like front and back? Like front and back. Yes. Okay. You should have equal amount of toes on the back. Shouldn't as you it be like a front. big circle of toes? A big circle of toes would be even better. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a tripod of toes. Um, okay. So both Elise and Brenda are commiserating over their husbands, leaving them for these younger women. Um, but Annie and her husband have been going to a um, couples therapist. And mm-hmm. so they have this romantic. Played by Marsha Gay Harden. Yes. Um, and they have this romantic date, and they sleep together, and then her husband drops a major bomb on her. I want a divorce. <gasps> yeah. Go on. Just 
but we just made love. I mean, well, you asked me out. I asked you out to tell you, but then he looks so great. And I thought, geez, how romantic. You know, one last time, a goodbye kiss. But this wasn't just a kiss. Annie, this don't wasn't... be childish. You know how you manipulate me. What? Manipulate? Don't... I... Oh, my God. Is there someone else? Of course not. This is about us. But... It's... Well, it's really about you, but... Babe, but... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the therapist walks into the hotel room. Not a good therapist. I gotta tell you, you know, as you know, Abby, I used to be a therapist. Yep. And... Off, you know, this one it wasn't so. You know, she wasn't supposed to be a good therapist. She was supposed to be kind of terrible, but it's still played for laughs. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you slept with the therapist. Like for an actual therapist <laughs> to sleep with their client is basically rape. I mean, it yeah. is. It is like the most awful, unethical, immoral, inhuman thing you could do mm-hmm. to sort of take it. You know, so like whenever. This one, it was, you know, if it's a comedy, I'm like, okay, whatever. Comedies are supposed to be outrageous. But, like, occasionally, they were, have you ever seen the movie 50-50? No. So, it's it's so infuriating because it's actually a really good movie where it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen as his friend and Anna Kendrick plays his therapist and he's got cancer. And, like, it's great. It's really good in the relationship with the therapist or whatever. And then at the end, he starts dating the therapist and it's it's done as if... It's a happy ending. Like, isn't this great? They found each other. It's so gross. And I'm just, it's just so beyond awful. And it's like, I, I'm like, do civilians not know this? It's like manipulating <laughs> you know? their vulnerabilities. It's to, beyond, yeah, yeah it's, be, it's like the worst thing you could do, I can think of doing as a human is take a vulnerable person and then, you know, but anyway. Well, and he's also like the, her, her husband, I forget the actor's name. Um, um, it is... Stephen Collins. He, um, even just in that one clip, which is also played for laughs, it's like he's he's emotionally abusive. It's not like he's he's not like just kind of like a scumbag. Like, right? You know, he's like, well, this is your problem. Like, what? You know, you always make me feel this way. Like, you make right, me so right. mad. I have to be mean to you. You know, it's like right, typical right. abusive behavior. Yeah, and it was hilarious. Right. It was hilarious. So oh, anyway, yeah. don't mean don't want to take you down the uh, take you down a dark path. But I gotta say not funny nope it's not funny nope damn it <laughs> but the rest of the movie has got some some laughs in it you want to hear more hilarious yes i would i would okay. like to hear more um so feeling wronged by their husbands the three women decide that they're not going to take it anymore they're mad as hell and they're not going to take it so Woo! they start the first wives club what has happened to us it's unacceptable it is unacceptable you know i made all those stupid movies with that bill you know i gave him a career and he yeah. stole mine i worked behind the cash register in his first store in his mm. first 15 stores yeah well i gave aaron a home and i gave him a daughter i washed his shorts i ironed them and i starched them oh you did yeah well i mean i supervised oh, oh. Right, so what all right what what are we saying what do we want revenge no we are not talking about revenge no i I'm talking about justice. I'm going to give that Aaron so much justice he can't even see straight if he thinks his partners are trouble. Yeah, well, Bill's always had it easy. That's right. That's right. Let me tell you something. Bill's had it easy every inch of the way. Every inch of the way he's had a woman taking care of him. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, and what would happen one day if he didn't? Okay, what do you think, Brenda? Huh? Huh? What do you think about that? What do you think? I loved Morty. What? Very deeply. I wouldn't want to see him hurt or or harmed. Don't. I want him dumped. Oh, by little Miss Midriff. By that Stairmaster L'Oreal crotch jockey in front of everyone in the Western Hemisphere on the 6 o'clock news, okay? The thing about Bette Midler is she's very subtle. Yes, very. As an, as an actor. I like that term crotch jockey, though. Crotch <laughs> jockey is good. Who is your favorite out of the three, uh, Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, or uh, Diane Keaton? Like in this movie? No, just in general. Mm, I don't know that I have a favorite. I like them all in different ways, Brennan. Do you tell me? About I, the I don't like ways. to pit women against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned nothing from this movie? That's true. I've learned nothing from this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It, no, yeah. So you don't have a favorite? I think they're all great. I mean, they're they're very different actors. Like you know, you've got the, the Annie Hall, Goldie Hawn's just such yeah. a great like. She plays the great like ditzy, privileged, you know, like mm-hmm. overboard and Private Benjamin. 
Right, Don't even right, get me started right. on overboard. Like, talk about like overboard. Oh, that no, is that's not ridiculous. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not cool at all. You know, Bette Midler what, what, beaches. And... What about of the three husbands? You got you got you got Stephen Collins. You got um, uh, Victor Garber is mm-hmm. is is, and then you've got uh, Dan Hedaya. Another sure. another Dan Hedaya sighting. I mean, we've Who's already said we're a three? big fan of his. So yeah, you got to go with Dan Hedaya yeah. on that one, right? And uh, do you know about Stephen Collins, by the way? No, is he like a murderer or something? Uh, he is a child molester. Oh, no. <laughs> he was the dad on Seventh Heaven, and then he like admit he <gasps> That's admitted where I to, know him from. Yeah, and then he admitted to like um, basically sex with children or, or yeah. molesting children. Um, but they were all too long. Uh, they were all like Just decades before. Statutes so, of, lim- statute okay. of limitations. Yeah, you so know what? Never, that tracks because you know. I, watching him, I was like his... His character is obviously very bad, but like there is some sort of like dead shark. You uh, sensed it? I, like a little bit. Like he's got no, um, it doesn't seem like he has much sort of like emotion behind him. So you have molester like, dar is what you're saying? I have like predator dar for sure. You do? Right. Yeah. Even in, for an actor? I think you're giving yourself a little too much credit, but let's move on. With the movie. Oh, you have no idea. I've already called the police I've... on you. <laughs> yeah, you, you should. You should. They're going to be here any minute. Yeah. Um, so they strategize ways to get uh, justice. So Elise repossesses everything from her husband. And uh, the trio then tries to expose Brenda's husband as a crook, but end up having to scale down a building on a painter's scaffold to get the information that they're looking for. And Again, then when... in a hilariously subtle, an- another subtle performance. Yeah, by everybody. <laughs> you know, by everybody. Yeah, I got to say, Diane ah, Keaton is really ah, over the top. She makes, Diane they Keaton were... makes like Bed, Med, Med, bleh, Bette Midler look like. I know. For, they, you know, they were both like, they were both like cartoonish or they were all pretty cartoonish, yeah. which I guess is the point, but. Yeah, but they could have done better. Yeah. I could have done better. I, yeah, you could have done better, yes, than these legends. Yeah. Um, so when things don't go well, the first wives club turn on each other. You think just because I'm a movie star I don't have feelings. Well, you're wrong. I do have feelings. I'm an actress. I have all of them. Well, I wouldn't understand. You see, I'm just a poor little housewife in a little apron with a little child to raise. Yeah, well, you were always jealous of me, even in college, because I was blonde and beautiful and talented, and I could have any guy I wanted, and did. Every guy. Most of the senior class and half the faculty. Well, it was the 60s. Look at this place. Is this where your fan club meets? Do you have ritual sacrifices? Put that down. Put that down. I won that. I remember your first talkie. Yeah, what did you ever win? A pie eating contest? Best digestion. She throws the Golden Globe and smashes things. Yep. Yeah. See, women against women, right? Yeah, I mean, can't live with them, can't live without them. <laughs> That's what I always say. I do love that line like, I'm an actress, I have all of them. Yeah, and then she spills <laughs> the her emotions. drink. Yeah, right. You ever been in a pie eating contest? I was in a pizza eating contest. You were. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that, please, in detail. I thought I was going to like crush it because I could eat a lot of pizza late night in college. Um, yeah. But I came in, I think there were seven of us, and I came in six. I was pretty disappointed. Oh, wow. That was that was a pretty poor I have to say, though, that people next to me who won actually threw up on their pizza and then kept eating. On their pizza? Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, the oh, prize was terrible. like $50, too. It was nothing like, it was not worth oh, eating wow. your own throw up. Yeah. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah. I've never been in a contest. I feel like I would do well because I'm a fast eater, mm-hmm. and I also don't think about it. You know, the key is just to not think about it and just continue to eat. You know, but there used to be uh, the Pizza Hut near us when we were growing up. Used to have this thing called Pizza Feast, mm-hmm. which was like basically all you can eat pizza on Mondays. And yeah. so the entire high school would be there, essentially, <laughs> like sort of. And then uh, just to take advantage of the all you can eat, because you know how teenagers are. Yeah. And then my friend, my friend Hog would uh, eat a bunch. His name was Hog because of behavior like this. Um, he would eat a bunch of pizza and then he would go into the bathroom and like clear out, not throw up, but he would like take a shit and then he would come out and eat more pizza. <laughs> that just seems like maybe just don't eat the rest of the pizza. Teenagers, though, you know, teenagers, you, you feel you, you feel like you you want to sort of you want to win all you can all you can eat buffets for me. It's not about 
pleasure even Mm -hmm. it's about sort of like winning and being like i i made them pay for this deal these horrible people (laughs) these horrible people that are giving me this everything i want but i think all you can eat doesn't take a person like me into account or maybe there are enough people like aren't enough people like me that just kind of eat until they're full i don't get that i think also maybe all you can eat is sometimes about um getting rid of ingredients that they know are going to expire Huh. That's kind of sometimes that's what that. like specials at restaurants can be, depending on the restaurant. Well, there's a place in Medford where I used to live that was all you can eat sushi, but they would make the sushi to order. It wasn't like just sushi that was out. So you would order it, they would bring it out, it was delicious, and then you'd order more and they just keep bringing it out. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that they like didn't have the sushi in the were fridge. Me bad, do you think they were giving me bad sushi? I mean, the fish was already dead. That's true. It was dead fish. Mm hmm. Speaking of dead fish, <laughs> keep keep going, Abby. So in the end, they all make up with each other, and they manage their husbands by working as a team, um, and they set up this whole system that their husbands are going to basically pay for the rest of their lives, and then mm-hmm. an impromptu song and dance number, because why not? You don't hold You're not funny. No way. I'm out. I'm not. Stop it! No, I'm not gonna. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. No. And don't tell me what to do, and don't tell me what to say, and when I go out with you, don't put. Pretty good. You remember. You don't own me. Don't try to change me in any way. You don't own me. Don't tie me down because I'll never stay. I don't tell you what I'll say. And it goes on from there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do, you enjoy, do you enjoy a musical number that kind of pops up in the middle of a song, in the middle of a movie? Generally, no. Yeah. I, I feel like... This one wasn't so bad because it was sort of at the end of the movie. But like, yeah, it's always weird when just like a musical number shows up in the middle of things. Yeah, it just kind of breaks the flow. And I don't know. Yeah, this one being at the end was better. But I don't know. That that whole thing, too, was like <sighs> Diane Keaton's like, oh, I don't want to sing in front of people. I'm like, there's nobody in the fucking room. There's nobody You know, there. like it's just your two friends. And this is supposed right. to be like this defining moment. Overall, did did you enjoy the first Wives Club? I would give it a C, a C grade. I did not Gentleman really enjoy C. it. Gentleman C. Yeah, I, I I think I'm right there with you. It wasn't that. I don't think it was that bad, but it wasn't good. It was just kind of right in the middle. It's just kind of an average sort of comedy that had a few good lines in it, but mostly didn't make me laugh. Yeah, and I think. Like, you know, it being the 90s and this is sort of like the era where we're starting to think about giving roles to women over the age of 30 and like good roles. Right. Like, I think in the canon of of film, this is an important film. But huh. yeah, because I think it's like their address. It's like a women. It's like three women over the age of 40. Right. Yeah. The all, all, all over the hill ladies. They were all they were all our age, by the way. <laughs> Right. But I mean, back then you were not getting roles like that. So um, I think the movie itself could have been better, but it's a movie. I'm glad it's a movie that got made. Great. Me too. Because we had that great Abby Barrett recap. Because if we if the movie weren't made, we wouldn't have got, gotten that recap. Well, I could have just and given that, it other recaps. No, no, not but not like that. That was recap gold. But but there is a question that comes next. Who has the better friendship? Yeah. Abby and Brendan. Or Elise, Annie, and Brenda. Again, it's going to be confusing. The Brenda and the Brenda. It's a three-way. It's a three-way. So let's find out next. Buddy check. Always check your buddy. Wow, it's rock and roll for buddies. And now a word from our sponsor. Brendan, have you ever heard the expression hat on a hat? Yes, actually I have. Hat on a hat means like when you're, it's when when you're writing comedy and there's something that's already funny and you're trying to make it more funny. So the idea is like, oh, it's like a hat on a hat. You have a funny hat on, you put another funny hat on, it's not as funny. So the idea is that if you do too much, it's not as funny. Well, the good people at Hat on a Hatify disagree. They believe that nothing is funnier than a hat on a hat and they've created an app to prove it. 
they cre- they created an app. Yeah, it's awesome. So you basically download this app, Hat on a Hatify. Yeah. Um, and whatever hat you're wearing in the moment, or what hat you're gonna wear, it comes up with another hat to put on top of that hat that is guaranteed to add to the overall funniness of your hat. So you you come up with a hat, and then Hat on a Hatify comes up with another hat that makes that hat funnier. Yes. I don't understand. Do you want... We could demonstrate it? Yeah, please, okay. please. Okay, so... This, sound, this sounds really stupid. It, I'm not going to lie. Well, it's not. It's pretty awesome. Okay, all right. So, like, uh, give me a hat. Uh, well, right now I'm wearing a scally cap, Okay, so. so let me get the app. Okay, so result is 1978 Montreal Expos cap. On top of the scally cap. Exactly. I... Uh, okay. I mean, I think that's pretty funny. I guess. Like, how about How about a... How about a Viking helmet? Okay. I think it'd be funnier than that. Okay. Beanie formerly worn by a monkey. <laughs> okay, that's... All right. I can see why a beanie on top of... Right, right. Right? How about a classic pork pie hat? You can't beat that. Can't add to that. Let's find out. One of those double beer helmets, but filled with tapioca pudding. That is funnier. That is funnier. I mean, come uh, on. That's I, funny. I think I gotta stump this thing. How about Abraham Lincoln's top hat? Okay. Tall order. Hold on. Abraham Lincoln's other top hat on top of the top hat exactly you know what i'm convinced hat on a hat if I, I don't really see how much practical use this app has but it it, it does come up with funny hat it's fun i mean honestly that i think the the comedy is almost priceless it, it, yeah it is know? almost priceless. but it's actually this app is is totally worth it for just 79 dollars a month 79 dollars a month yeah and it comes up with hat ideas who's gonna tell you what other hat to put on top of your hat brendan i, I mean i I guess I suppose it's worth seventy nine dollars a month. I think it is. Thank you to the good people of Hat on a Hatify yes. for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, thank you. My God, one of us means it. Welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. My oh my name, God, Abby, where were you? I was here the entire time. <laughs> oh, okay, I missed you. Yeah, I know. I was right here. Mommy you never just... leaves forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no sense of object permanence. <laughs> yeah, we've got some things to discuss. We do. So this is the this is the part of the of the show where we kind of dive in on the relationship between uh, Brenda, Elise, and Annie, and then how it compares to our own friendship. So perhaps it would help if the people, and by the people I mean the listener, and by the listener I mean you out there listening right now, maybe it would help if they know how it is, Abby, that we actually met. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but um, we met only like a year ago, and uh, mm-hmm. it was at this um, thing. It was actually called the First Tries Club. The First Tries Club? Yeah, and it was for people who have just like never made an effort ever in their lives. And it was at this, anything. Yeah, and it was like a time for um, for members to come together and just and just try, just right. try to make an effort. And you and I were there. And, right, because um, we had never, I mean, frankly, we had never tried. No, we had never tried. Um, you and I were there. We were both late because, you know. It takes effort. It takes effort. And, yeah, although uh, one would say that going to the first tries club was technically trying something. Yes. Um, it was trying and not. we did not like it either. Right. As I recall. Yeah, they had all these exercises, I believe, of like, hey, try this, try that. Yeah. Do you remember what it is that you uh, tried first? I tried um, to be nice to other people. Right. And um, it didn't go great. Yeah. You did not care for it from what I remember. No, I didn't. I did um, I did um, some bodily harm. Mm-hmm. I did try oh. at that, and I was pretty good at that. But You were good. Yeah, you were good with hurting someone. I remember yeah. I, I was going to try. I was listening to a lot of Sting at the time, so I was going to try one of those eight-hour tantric orgasms. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, but it uh, it didn't go well. It didn't. Let's just say, without getting into details, it, it was it was significantly less than eight hours. Yeah, and I bet there was a lot of chafing. There was, there was significant chafing, yeah. and there was an indecent exposure chart. It was eventually dropped because right. Sting... Sting did not care for me on his property. So so there I think the the restraining order does uh I think there was a time limit. I'll have to check. Yeah, well uh, Sting I think I'm allowed to try again. Sting likes to try, so he Yeah. He tried to get a restraining order and he did. <laughs> he succeeded. Yeah. He succeeded at that. True story. Yep. 
all true. Everything true, I say true is true. True story. Everything mm-hmm. Abby says is true. So let's. So this. Uh, this is the part of the show. <laughs> I keep saying this is the part of the show. Yes. <laughs> where uh, we always ask the question: Who is the Brenda? Who is the Elise? And who is the Annie? Now it's always harder when there's a three-person yes. friendship. It's always more difficult to figure out which one of us is the Brenda, which one of us is the Elise, and which one of us is the Annie. I will say it'd be very easy for me to say I'm the Brenda because my name is Brendan. Right. I'm not going to do that. Don't do that because that's um That'd that's like you're not even out. trying. You know. That's like I'm not even trying. Mm-hmm. And I, and and since we went to the first tries club, I I have gotten better at trying. Yeah. So what do you think? Which which one is is which one do you think ones do you think we are? Yeah, that's a really hard one. So like we've got Bette Midler's character who is still in love with her her husband, but mm-hmm. is very hurt. Um, mm-hmm. but she's, and a little sa- a little sassy. Yeah, she's sassy, like sassy and brassy, brassy and, and sassy. And then we've got Goldie Hawn, who's just sort of like living on her previous successes and looks, and those mm-hmm. are. Not fading at all, but I think we're supposed to assume they're fading. She looks gorgeous. Right. Um, right. And then Diane Keaton's character is kind of just like a very, she's just kind of all over the place. She's very nice, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of like Kermit the Frog when he's freaking out and all, and his arms are all <laughs> like, and he's like, she did, do a lot of, she did do a lot of flailing. Yeah, she she's a, a flailer. Flailing. So I don't know that you would. I, I think we can rule her out as far as... For, bo- for both of us. For both of us, yeah. Neither of us flail. I'm trying to do like a, you know, Process of elimination. Down. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're really, you're, really, you're really making a meal out of this. I think you are probably the Goldie Hawn. I'm the Goldie Hawn. Why yeah. do you say that? I think that you are um, sort of living in the glory days mm-hmm. of, of, your, of, your, of your when you were a beautiful actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I might be a little bit sassier than you. Yeah, you're definitely sassier than me. I've had a lot of work done, also. Yeah. So I think. Um, do you, yeah, I think do you you're agree right. or? I think, uh, yeah, I think I am the Elise mm-hmm. um, because of all of my success mm-hmm. and all of my awards. Yes, I'm at many awards. And um, yep, many many awards. And I think that you, yeah, we'll go with you as the Brenda. Sure. Uh, although I was gonna say you as the Annie because you were born in an Annie Hall outfit. Right, that's true. So, but, and your name is Abby, and that's close to Annie. But and then you'd be Brenda. Brenda. That's close to Brenda, but that is just not trying. So, no, so we'll go we're with, better than that. We'll go with, we'll go, we're, we're, we're slightly better than that. Yeah. So we'll go with you as the Brenda and me as the Elise. There, that's, and no one's the Annie. There's no, there's no Annie around. Let's pretend she we, doesn't may, exist. Maybe we need an Annie. I'll go the other way. Maybe we need an Annie. Maybe our problem is we don't have an Annie. Oh, we need like a third. We need like a, we need like, like yeah. a tricycle kind of. Right, exactly. It's like that famous Spinal Tap quote when you got fire and ice, and then in the middle you got lukewarm water. We need <laughs> we need a lukewarm water in between us. Yep. So this movie is all about marriages ending and you know breakups and all that. What is your what's your general view about marriage? Like, what are your thoughts on marriage as an institution or as a thing? I think marriage is great if you find the right person, and you know I think it can be a great step um, to more marriages after that (laughs) right (laughs) um no i mean i think like uh you know i know a lot of successfully married people and um i think it's generally a good thing it's it's you're pro marriage i'm pro marriage there's issues around like it being sort of like the you know somehow like politics gets involved and i think you know in in areas where you know again i'm getting very dark and deep but like no one no one should be allowed to get married if if gay people can't get married, nobody should be allowed right. to get married. But they can. They can. And not everywhere, though. Right. You, know. you mean everywhere in the world? Yeah. I know. It's just a okay. weird thing. It's it's weird that something is, like, so politicized. Sure. You know? So that's, that's not, your opinion that's on That's not marriage. funny. I just... That's my opinion. <laughs> and so, we I should mean, be I able think... to marry animals. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that people make that argument. Oh, you're going to marry this. What's next, animals? It's like no consenting adults. Yeah, like literally every other legal contract. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like where's the line? The line is consenting adults. It's, yeah, it's could not be. It's simpler. always been between humans. It's always been between consenting adults. Yeah. Every single contract has ever been through consenting right. adults. 
So one of the things they do in this movie is get together and complain about their partners. Is that a common thing among, you know, you and your your friends is, you know, getting together and having some wines and complaining about is it wines or wine? Having some wine. <laughs> it's wi- it's wine and whining. Wine whining around some wine. Is that a common uh, experience for you? Um I mean, I think it's not I wouldn't say it's like like a shit talk fest. Right. Um but certainly like yeah, when you're with if you're having issues with your relationship and you're talking to your friends about it, I mean, I think that's natural. You know, there's a what difference, th- though, when it's like when it's the same person always complain about the same shit. And you're right. Like, then you're like, you're just not happy. You're <laughs> that's not happy. Different than, and like, yeah, you're not right. really trying to be. So what do you think your partners historically complain about you to, oh, to their friends? Probably like that. I'm too beautiful and too smart yeah. and funny. Mm hmm. Hard to be around. Yeah. You're the kind of beautiful that's hard to be around. <laughs> yeah, it's like they can't even make eye contact with me. Because the beauty. <laughs> the beauty is so hard to it's be around. It's just too much. It just turns them to stone. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are of an age where we have plenty of friends that um, are divorced or, or are getting divorced. You know, it happens, you know, mm-hmm. happens in half half of people. Yeah. How do you react when a friend sort of says, "All right, we're we're getting a divorce"? I mean, I just high fives. I usually do high fives. I do. I um, I just moon them because like it yeah. just, it's a good distraction. <laughs> Here's a distraction from your pain. Yeah, my butthole. My butt. <laughs> good luck with your divorce. <laughs> so you're running away as you do um, yes, it. Yes, pretty much. Good luck with your divorce. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Here's my ass. <laughs> um, what do I do? I mean, I just. It's, kind of like sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's not it's like gauging how they feel about it you know i don't i think it ultimately is always a good thing and i think that's sort of what you know i I think i used to go oh i'm so sorry and then people are like what why are you sorry i'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finally free of this albatross so now i generally will ask oh is it a good thing or a bad thing yeah and then you know they'll usually say oh it's a good thing it sucks but it's a good thing and then yeah I'll, i think that the, the process of it sucks and yeah the end result is you know probably a good thing yeah and then high fives so so i usually i'll i usually just high five now i'll ask one question and then begin high fiving because you know me i'm addicted to high fives yeah and hookers i mean i think that's the first thing you do is just i high five hookers yeah they Mm -hmm. they no you get the hookers for your oh i thought you meant i I go on a high five i pay a bunch of sex workers and then go on a high fiving spree (laughs) just like like after like good game good game good game good game i just line them up (laughs) And just that's my that's my kink, and you shouldn't judge kinks. You no. can't judge kinks anymore, Abby. I don't kink shame. Right. So, you know, speaking of divorce, uh, I found this quiz about divorce, specifically about your divorce, because oh, I know okay. you have had many divorces. Yes, several. And uh, this is: Would you like to take the quiz so that I can learn, and we can all learn about your your marriages breaking? Sure, up? that sounds great. I okay. think people should know. Yeah. So the first question is, why did your first marriage break up? Mm-hmm. A, you lied about which Rugrat was your favorite. Mm-hmm. B, all the money you spent on Charles and Charge commemorative plates from the Franklin Mint. Mm. C, your poor investments in Panda Crypto, which is crypto run by pandas. Oh, that's adorable. Or D, your low level intractable sadness. Probably D. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, D. D is correct. That's yeah. that's. I I look through the court papers. That is why it happened. Yes. Okay. So if you were to get married again, mm-hmm. uh, what would be the most important thing you put in the prenup? A. You keep the Doritos, and not just the Doritos at your house. All the Doritos. Everywhere. Everywhere. B, upon a split, your ex is no longer allowed to use the word backhoe in any context. Backhoe? Yes. Okay. C, if your ex writes a tell-all book, it must be titled, Hung Like Estrada, My Ass-Burning Marriage to Abby Barrett. (laughs) Wow. Or D, you get custody of all the penises. Oh, that's a lot of penises. You get custody of all the penises. This place is lousy with penises. Um, I would say, I'm going to say they need to, they get all the Doritos because. No, you get all the Doritos. Oh, I, oh, I was hoping that they would get all the Doritos so that I'm not tempted to eat all the Doritos. Oh yeah. That's smart. That's my answer. 
You're always thinking ahead. You're always thinking ahead. Yeah. This is this is why you this is why I I always lose in court. Yeah, this I amended my prenup and uh your lawyer yeah. signed off, so. Boom, yeah. Damn it. Why did your second marriage break up? Mm-hmm. A, it turns out your husband was not in fact beloved television personality Wayne Brady as he claimed to be. Mm, yeah. B, he wanted children. You wanted him to shut up while you watched The Rockford Files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C, he kept referring to your vagina as Funtime Santa. <laughs> Does have a beard. Or D, he worked in marketing. Oh. I mean, frankly, if I am watching The Rockford Files and he keeps talking, yeah, we're getting a fucking That's divorce. Because <laughs> okay. I am divorce. married first and foremost to James Garner. James Garner, yeah. exactly. Correct. That's correct. Oh, good, good. Thanks. If you got to divorce one historical figure throughout history, it would be A, Caligula, mm-hmm. B, Catherine the Great, mm-hmm. C, John Wilkes Booth, sure, or D, Garfield. Ugh, I would never divorce Garfield. Really? Lasagna every Monday. Come on. He, he hates Mondays. I hate Mondays. He And he likes lasagna, and those are literally his only character. I like lasagna and I hate Mondays. We are a match made in heaven. Um, uh, what are my two? What are my other options? Caligula, Caligula, Catherine uh, the Great, and uh, John Wilkes Booth. I'll divorce John Wilkes Booth. I mean, he shot a dude. Catherine (laughs) the Great seems like kind of interesting, at least. Yeah, I don't really know much about Caligula. I I know he 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 did some stuff. (laughs) He did some stuff. I mean, all right, maybe I should divorce him, but no, you made your choice. It's cool. You're stuck with Caligula. And finally, why did your third marriage break up? A, he was a Carrie while you were a Miranda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B, he was a McCartney while you were a Tennille. Mm. C, he was Team Edward while you were Team Robert Durst. Mm. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> or D... <laughs> or D- he was a little bit country while you're a little bit borderline personality disorder. <laughs> mm. I think probably I have always been Team Robert Durst, and I don't. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> I mean, he just seems as great or better than Caligula, so. I love the idea that in Twilight you have Team Edward and Team Robert Durst. <laughs> And then she's like, say what you are. I can't are. choose. She's like, I can't choose. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, my God. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, well, that's the, that's the quiz. That's the quiz, Abby. That's the quiz. So I think we learned a lot about divorce. Yes, my divorces. Well, your divorces. We learned a lot about our friendship. And we learned a lot about the friendships in First Wives Club. So there's only one thing left, Abby. You know what that is? To marry Robert Durst. To marry Robert Durst. R.I.P. By the way. Yeah. R.I.P. Robert Durst. No, it's verdict. Okay. We're do the verdict next. We always do this. How could you not know? I'm. I'm just. I'm in the middle of a divorce right now. It's just like <laughs> my head's somewhere else. All right. So why don't you get that all straightened out, okay. and then we will come back with a verdict right after this. Back, back. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. Saturday, May 6th, Abby Barrett and her erstwhile band are playing at Vincent's in Worcester, Massachusetts. If you haven't been to Worcester, you should really go. This is a perfect opportunity to go to see Scenic Worcester. That is May 6th, Saturday night. Abby Barrett and her band. Go to abbybarrett.com for more details. Uh, check out my substack at brendanboogie.substack.com. It's got lots of my comedy writing. You can subscribe and like and shell a friend and it's lots of laughs and there's paid and there's free and you'll like it it's funny you like it you like me i like you we all like each other and this has been bud plugs if you were in a movie who would play your buddy double welcome back to we're too old for this podcast i am once again abby barrett and i'm robert durst Mm -hmm. and we're (laughs) here we go I just, I mean, I, I just, I was saying over the, over the break, I don't know what it is about Robert Durst that makes me laugh. I know he murdered people, but it's just, it's, 
it makes me laugh to throw Robert Durst in, into Twilight. Makes it, me laugh. Yeah, I mean, it is the name. It's got a it's got a ring to it. It's it does. I hate you know, we hate to explain the joke, but I hate to uh, sort of hammer it into the ground. But I'm gonna do it because yeah. you know it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Anything yeah. else you want to do before we get into the verdict? I mean, we can do whatever um, we want. I could uh, I could take a little nap. You take a little nap yeah, right now? Nap. All right, so while, while you nap, I'm going to make threats against the federal government. All right, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> no, I'm not really going to do that. So that was a joke. I said that for humor there, uh, Mr. FBI that's listening to this right now. <laughs> they're they're you always know, listening. You, you, know, you know Mr. FBI, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Female body inspector. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Woo! <laughs> so it's time for the verdict, where yes. we finally determine who has the better friendship. Brenda, Elise, and Annie, or Abby, Brendan, and a third party to be named later. My imaginary friend. What do you think? You want to go first or shall I go first? I think you should go first because I want to hear what bullshit you're going to (laughs) spin. So I think at the end of the day, I think we have a better friendship Mm -hmm. than the First Wives Club. And I will tell you why. As soon as I think of it. (laughs) Do you think it's because they only have one mission in mind? That is what I was thinking was basically that, you know, because I feel like they they knew each other as as teenagers right and, and yeah they were is, really close in the flashback they were really close in the flashback and while while you don't always stay close to your teenage friends i've stayed close with a few teenage friends and i consider them my greatest friends other than you of course sure, um nice. you and i didn't meet as teenagers but we might as well have because mm-hmm. throughout the ups and downs the vicissitudes of life as it were yes you and I are there with each other. We're always checking in. Yes. Neither one of us would go take off. And I know life gets in the way, but we always have time for each other. So I guess prior to the movie, again, the, the, I feel like they're not as good friends. And what brings them together is anger and rage. Yes. And once they have accomplished their mission, I don't know that they'll be continue to be good friends. And, and I also think that they turned – here's the, the big piece is this. Mm, here we uh, go. They turned on each other pretty hard. When things got rough – they they went after each other viciously and broke up. And yeah, maybe that could be... They, they got be back a, together, though. They did get back together, That's but I feel like you arc. and I... I know, but they were of an age. They were in their 40s. They were our age, right? Well, my age. I know, you're 22. Yeah. But they were, they were our age. And I feel like you should know how to treat friends better than that at that age. You shouldn't let your emotions... You shouldn't let yourself be so hurtful. That's the thing you do in your 20s, not in your 40s. I'm going to counter that, and I'm going to okay. I'm still going to agree with you, but I right. think if we are historically thinking it's the 60s, they basically are of an era where you kind of get married. That's your sort of purpose. The whole point is that they like put all their sort of efforts into their husbands and then their husbands sure. betray them. And right. they don't really know who they are all of a sudden. They only mm. know that they are um, have been sort of like left behind. So I think in a way that they're trying, they're becoming friends and growing at a very rapid rate. And I think we do know that they remain friends because they've started this um, organization together. Right. You know, and at the end, it's like, well, we're all singing now. And anytime you have a musical number at the end, that just implies they're going to be friends. <laughs> That's for true. life. That you and said, I have sang, you you and I have you and I have sung together and yes. look at us now. So I I mean I would agree that I think their friendship starts off it's a weird that they reconnect over rage and anger but I think there's more to the friendship that maybe the movie doesn't get across but um certainly I would say they're almost as good friends as we are. Almost. So it's close, but it's we close. both agree. Yes. But we both agree. That we are better friends. So we agree and we win. Yes. Abby, Abby, I love it when this happens because it's so rare. Yeah, it is. It is pretty rare. We never agree and then we never think our friendship is any good. No, never. It's a shock. Yeah. So yay, hooray for us is what I'm saying. I think we did it, you know? We did it. USA. 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 (laughs) So I guess there's only one question that remains. What's that? What if we were... Brenda, Elise, and Annie. What do you mean by that? I mean, I mean the thing that we do every every show where we do like the reenactment thing. 
oh, well, you're not going to make me, you're not going to make me do. A, a, we, we do it. We do it no. every show. You know I, what? I, you don't own me. Okay. <gasps> Please don't show me I know you're proud but I don't need to see your baloney I understand it's the size of a tree Okay, it's really big But watch where you point that thing I do a double take Let me show you Trust me, I'm not doing anything wrong I feel burning And I'm concerned with my purple schlong I am swollen everywhere There's wax in my pubic hair My ball sack is all ablaze my pee smells like mayonnaise. Why are you singing me all this? I need help. I think I'm having a serious medical problem. I'm not your doctor. Come on, Abby. I can't afford the copay. What do you think it is? All right, let me take a look. Hmm. Yeah, this looks like a classic case of restless cock syndrome. Restless cock syndrome? What do I do about it? I don't know. Rest your cock more? You're no help. I'm not singing song parodies with you anymore. Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we're too old pod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.